This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Five minutes left in the second quarter. It is Toronto 20, Hamilton nothing. Friday night football in the Canadian Football League. The Argos continue to look very, very good. Okay. We will uh, appreciate the people who called in and are texting in with a story about getting a hole in one. We will get uh, we'll get as many in as we move in along tonight. We're going to be hitting on a lot of topics, which is fun. We got more Elks chat. Uh, we got a little more golf chat, and uh, we got some uh, car racing right here with Jamie Kreischick checking in tonight. Jamie, it's Reed. How are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Good. So tomorrow's the big day at Edmonton International. Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow night. Okay, uh, so this is the the Pinty Series race. We had Alex Tagliani on a couple of days ago, who's who's a big name in Canada. And of course, uh, I, I want to get your story uh, out here for people because you got a pretty good one. Where are you from? Grand Prairie, Alberta. How old are you? Uh, thirty-three now. Thirty-three now. And how long have you been racing? Since I was fourteen. And how did it start for you? I love these stories. Uh, so basically my dad used to race back, uh, when I was a toddler and he sold the car to another racing family and started crewing for them. And so basically I grew up around, around the racetrack, around the race cars at the shop, stuff like that. And, uh, and then when I became of age, the youngest I could get into it at, uh, at our local track in height was 14. And so as soon as I could, I had a car and then. It's it's gone from there, taking me to a few different states and a few provinces, and uh, and now we're we're back racing close to home. Uh, so, do you still live? Uh, sorry, do you live at Hythe, Grand Prairie, or where are you centered? Grand Prairie. Okay, right on. So, when you're racing when you're 14, tell me about the vehicle you're driving and the speeds you're going at. Uh, it was a 1989 Honda Civic, uh, a hatchback. That it was a four-cylinder class, and that's that's where we started out. Uh, Heights, uh, three-eighths mile track, and it's pretty high banks. So I'm I'm not exactly sure what what our average mile an hour was. Um, it it just like anything when when stuff go, starts going wrong, that's when you know you're going quick. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good starting stone, stepping stone for me. Okay, so did you love it right away? And if so, what did you love about it as a teen? Um, basically, I loved it since I was a kid, right? As soon as I was involved or got the opportunity to watch and be a part of it, um, I always wanted to go fast, obviously, and the competition side of it. Um, I just drawn to the cars and speed, and yeah, when you're when you're out out there competing against this guy, these guys, it's uh, it's high speed chess, essentially, right? That's a great way to put it. And and as you progress through your teens, and I, I've I kind of this is not an original question for me, Jamie. I, I ask this to pretty much everybody when I kind of get them to take me through their progression, because there has to be a point where it goes from oh I like this to I like this and I'm really good at it, and I wonder if I can make money doing this. <laughs> when did you start to realize like okay I might actually be pretty good and maybe can do this as a pro? Um, well, and we're still part-time. I, I wish we would be more, more professional than we are right now. But, uh, I, honestly, when I was growing up and starting out, you're always looking at the next class and the next series up. 
and and the next challenge and so basically you start off you're you're kind of a big fish in a little pond right and then as you start traveling to more and more places and, and getting into higher series you start meeting more and more people that they've all got their local home track where they started and they've got the championships and the wins and and they basically you realize you're getting closer and closer to the top and the competition level is just going up and up all right so tell me about because you kind of mentioned it's taking you a bunch of different places tell me some of the places you've you've raced or is there a memorable or famous track that still kind of stays with you uh the biggest one for me was phoenix arizona um i i was in the can series at the time and uh, running part-time there and we had the opportunity to go down to phoenix and race there and it, it's where the the nascar cup series race is it's the biggest track I'd, i had ever been on at that point and actually still has been and uh it, it was just an amazing experience right we got to race on on the thursday night and then got to see the the professionals and and uh your heroes race up there on saturday and sunday so it was it was a really good experience that's awesome jamie kreischick joining us tonight uh, i'm saying your name right i know you told me this afternoon kreischick am i doing that right Krishik. Oh, my goodness. You could have corrected me earlier. I make mistakes all the time. Krishik. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're, it's, uh, you're... it's definitely not the first, and it won't be the last uh, last time it gets mixed up, so no worries. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so tell me about uh, being on the Pinties series. Are you doing everything across Canada? Do you do some of the races? How does your schedule work? Just the way it's worked out lately, uh, it's just been the Western Swing. I, I would love to do a, a full season and run a, across Canada with the tour. Uh, just the way it's worked out with sponsorship and stuff like that, we haven't haven't been able to do that. Uh, a couple years ago, I guess pre pre COVID, I got to go to Ontario and and hit Jukasa up and do the series finale there that year and. Uh, that was really good, and we just haven't made it back out east yet. So it's just the western swing for right now. So I, I imagine it's not cheap, is it, the travel and keeping the car going? It, uh, no, it, it's definitely, I picked the wrong sport for, for cheap sport, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Well, I can tell you got a lot of passion for it. Uh, is, your, is your father still, still with us, and if so, is he still involved in your career? Absolutely. Uh, huge family and friends are a huge, huge part of, of what I'm doing, right? And uh, yeah, dad's crew chiefing for me, and uh, we were working on the car here this afternoon and making sure everything was ready to go. So uh, I definitely wouldn't be where I am w- without him and his support. Now, you've been in this lifestyle since you were a kid. Uh, do you have any, any young ones that you are hoping follow in your footsteps? Uh, I'm actually, I'm expect. I've got a stepdaughter that's six, and then I'm expecting, we're expecting here in November. So, um, we'll obviously, you want them to like what you like, um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, uh, if, if it works out and it's something that she's interested in, then we'll pursue it. And if not, then pursue something else. Okay, cool. Tell me about racing at Edmonton International uh, Race. I don't know how many races you've done there in the past, but maybe just uh, some thoughts on, uh, on the track. And, and I assume it's, uh, it's pretty cool for you to race in Alberta. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to be to be close to home, and uh, a lot of friends and family come out, right, and get an opportunity the opportunity to see a race with with the the big guys, right, with the the big wigs of the series. So, uh, Edmonton, we've raced on it quite a few times. I, I have a modified that I raced as well, and so I've been here quite a bit over the last couple of decades now, I guess, or decade and a half. And it's uh, it's a really tight quarter mile flat track. So 300 laps, there's going to be some pushing and shoving and uh, fighting for real estate. And there's there's always side by side action, right? There's it's just a small track with uh, with big cars and a lot of cars on it. So. Right on. Well, I, I wish you all the best. As I mentioned, Tagliani was on the show a couple of days ago. Do you, have you gotten to know him at all? He, he seems like a very uh, – I've always enjoyed talking to him on the show. Uh, I have, actually. Uh, I don't talk to him a whole bunch other than when he's uh, when I'm racing against him. But, uh, yeah, we've had a few conversations over the years, and uh, I'll probably talk to him again here tomorrow. Uh, is there a sponsor or sponsors you would like to thank tonight? Oh, all my, my local sponsors, Crown Pell Ventures, Burmar Rewind, Shade All, Auto Exotic, Little John's Transport, uh, Duroc Transport, everybody that's uh, a part of my program. There's there's no way you could do it without the, the sponsors and uh, and support from, from local people helping me out. Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. I, I, I know I kind of got in touch with you out of the blue this afternoon, but I, I was hoping to find a, a, an Alberta angle, northern Alberta angle, to the race tomorrow. So thank you for telling your story. I can tell you're very passionate about racing, and I love that it's a family venture as well. Have a great run tomorrow night, my friend. Well, thank you very much for the time and for the call. I appreciate it. That is Jamie Kreischick checking in tonight on Inside Sports. NASCAR Pinty's Series driver, and uh, they got the race at Edmonton International Raceway tomorrow at 7.30. So we wish him all the best. He's been in it, a family thing since he was a youngster, started driving when he was 14. He's now 33, and uh, he keeps on, uh, keeps on racing. Really a pleasure to talk to Jamie on the show. Okay. It is Inside Sports. It is Friday night, everybody. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we will get back to the hole-in-one discussion with someone who got two aces in the same round. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports local golfer Taylor Ma. Taylor, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to dive right in. What happened okay. last week at River Ridge? Um, yeah, so basically it was a Wednesday night. I was playing with some friends, having a friendly little match between us. And I got two hole-in-ones or holes-in-one. I don't know. There's a big debate about yeah, that. Yeah, I've just been saying aces because it's awkward to say yeah. it. I think it's holes-in-one, not hole-in-ones. I don't know. Yeah, All right. I'm not an English major, so. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the first one. Uh, so the first one, my friends, they hit. A um, couple of them were pretty good, so I knew that if I wanted to beat them in this match on this hole, I had to basically stick it. And so I walked up, hit my ball, and took a couple bounces and went in. And we were all just, like, in shock. <laughs> so you'd never had had an ace before? No, that was my first one ever. So I was kind of, um, yeah, just absolutely shocked. 
And I was just like, wow, I really did that. Awesome. Like, got that under my belt. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, how, how long have you been golfing? Um, so I've been golfing maybe like since I was a kid. So I'd say almost 20 years, but I didn't really take it serious until about high school, which was more than 10 years ago. So, yeah, so I, I took it seriously. I was in FX Golf Academy. That's kind of when I started to get better and play more and take it more seriously instead of just wanting to drive the cart. Oh, well, driving the cart can be fun, though. So you're pretty good oh, yeah. then. You're, you're pretty good. Uh, I would say I'm, I have an average handicap. <laughs> Okay, well, there's a diff- yeah. there's different definitions of average, but I think you're better than you're letting on. Uh, <laughs> has you ever been close to getting an ace before? Um, I think my closest before this was about two feet. All right, so then you have yeah. what what hole number was that on? So this was hole number five at okay. River Ridge. All right, now take yeah. us to the second one. Um, so the second one was hole number eight, so only three holes later. It still hadn't really sunk in that I even got a hole in one, the first one. So we're just trying to continue the game I hit. And honestly, my friends weren't even paying attention because they're all guys, so their tee box was further back. So they hit. They're busy putting their clubs away in the cart. I just walk up to my tee box. And all of a sudden, I I just, like, it was a little further away, this one, and my eyesight's not the best. But I'm watching, and I was like, oh, my God, you guys, I think I think that one in. Did you see that? And they were like, oh, no way. Like, so... We drive up, and what do you know? It's in the hole, and there was a group behind us on the tee box waiting for their turn, too. They saw it, and the lady came up to me after and congratulated me in the parking lot. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I, I can't imagine how that felt to get two holes in one in, yeah, in a span of four holes. Yeah, I also was shocked myself. Like, I'm not or anything so I also was just stunned because I couldn't believe that I even got the first ace that I've ever gotten in my entire life let alone get a second one three holes later so I was just in shock like I kind of thought I was dreaming I might have blacked out too. <laughs> all right who did you tell after the round or did you text people during the round even um, so after the first one my friend actually had caught it on camera and he said that he just had a feeling that that I was going to hit it good or something was going to happen. So we took out his phone and actually got the first ace on camera. And so right away after that hole, I got him to send me the video. I was texting my family group chat and my brothers were teasing me like, oh, there's no way. How did he know to take out his camera? Like, cause they just like to tease me. And then the second one, yeah, which is only about 45 minutes later, I text my family again being like, I just got another one. And my dad was just like, oh, my God, are you serious? Are you serious? And she's just like, I'm telling everyone. <laughs> Does anybody else in your family golf? Uh, yeah, so I have two brothers that golf and my dad. So we usually we play a lot together. Uh, just took us to the driving range growing up. And, yeah. All right. Do, do they have any aces? My one brother, he's probably the best golfer in the family. His handicap's like like a one or a 0.5, I don't even know, but he's gotten one hole-in-one before at the Glendale, which is a super tough course. Okay, so you uh, you now have the most aces in your family, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay, yep. well, uh, good for you. So, Thank you. So have you golfed since then? And is it weird, like, do you think about aces now when you're teeing off on par threes? 
Um, yeah, I golfed. So that happened last Wednesday. So last Saturday, um, I went out to play nine holes and definitely was not even close <laughs> to getting a hole in one, which is why golf is such a humbling sport. But yeah, I mean, I don't expect to get a hole in one again in my, like ever in my life, probably like I'll, I'll still strive for one. You know, you always want to be like close to the pin on a par three. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't expect to, but it would be nice if I did, I guess. Right. Well, this uh, this is really fun. Did you save the ball? Was it the same ball? Yeah, yeah. So I, I saved the ball. I played with that ball the whole nine holes, actually. And then um, my friend after was like, oh, like, did you, like, after the first one, did you grab a new ball? And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even think about, like, the possibility of losing this ball. So good thing I just kept it out of the water for the whole nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, are you gonna, are you gonna like put it in a little uh, showcase or something like that? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I have a couple autograph balls from like PGA and LPGA players, so I'm thinking maybe I'll just add that one to my collection. And honestly, it wasn't even that great of a ball. It was like a tailor-made soft select that I bought in a Costco pack. <laughs> Well, uh, I, yeah. Well, none of them work well for me, so that's uh, yeah. that's good. You have you can actually differentiate the quality of the ball. Well, yeah. uh, really cool story. And you've kind of got some. You've done several interviews, and were you yeah. not on some website or some national thing? What was that? Um, yeah. So there's this Instagram page called Zyre Golf, and they have about like 1.7 million followers. And they reposted me earlier this week, and my phone just blew up. <laughs> Are, do you enjoy the attention, or are you kind of like, okay, enough? Um, I mean, I guess I'd enjoy it. Like, it's not often that I get this much attention, so I'm kind of like, okay, I'll ride the wave for a bit. Uh, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind me asking, and, and do your coworkers know about all this? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I work in interior design. I work for Boss Design. They're a residential architecture firm, and so I work on the interior design team. And yeah, like, so my boss is a big golfer. So I like, he actually saw it on Instagram before I even brought it up to him the next day at work. And then, uh, yeah, so I got another, there's some other golfers um, that I work with. And um, yeah, another one of my coworker, her husband, like her family golfs at the same course that I do. So I was telling her about it and yeah, it was pretty cool. They're all like, yeah, some people who don't really care about golf are like, oh, like, cool. But um, I think one of the coolest things also that happened from, uh, the Zyre Golf post is that Michelle Wee actually liked my post, so I went, I freaked out over that and told all my coworkers as well, and they, and everybody who knows her was like, oh my gosh, that's sick. Well, that is almost as big a deal as being on Inside Sports, Taylor. Okay. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I, don't worry, I, I listen to this show. I've heard the oil. The, the Oilers post-game shows. <laughs> oh, good. Well, now I'm the one who's flattered. Okay. Well, look, you're, that's an incredible story. I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's an incredible experience to get two aces in the sand again, like hole five and hole eight, so in pretty rapid succession. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the show. That's Thanks a really uh, cool story. Thanks. All right. That is Taylor Ma checking in tonight, so a little bit on her two aces. Uh, four holes apart, five and eight at uh, River. Is that four? No, that's, it's two holes apart, but it's two aces and four holes. Anyway, she got two aces in the same round. That's incredible. Uh, 7804960063. Good for her. Do we have any ace stories uh, quickly, Kellen? 
Yeah, quick one here. We've got a unknown text coming in. It says, hi, Reed. A few years ago during Ladies League at Riverside, I got an ace on 14. It's an elevated tee, so I didn't see where it landed. Our group went up the hill and couldn't find my ball. I happened to look in the cup, and that's where my ball was. I wonder how many people have that story that they think, oh, I don't see my ball anywhere. I must have hit it into the bush or into the water or it's, it's somewhere off the green. Oh, let's check the cup. Oh, my goodness. I just made the greatest shot in golf history. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> 780-496-0063. We uh, have another great golf story in the next hour of the show. He, uh, he just won the Provincial Mid-Amateur Championship in a playoff on his home course at Windermere. Barrett Jarosh is going to visit with us. Blake Dermott will hop on the show as well. And uh, we have your your stories at 780-496-0063 about getting or witnessing a hole-in-one. Back after the news, everybody. 